Hello everyone and welcome to Therapy in a Nutshell. I'm Emma McAdam, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the podcast where I condense mental health skills into bite-sized nuggets of help. Do you know someone who always gets offended, whose life seems to be always full of drama and victimhood? Maybe small issues get blown out of proportion or their life is just always in chaos? How about you personally? Are you ever that person? Are you creating your own suffering? Sometimes I like to oversimplify. I do this because when we try to put our problems into categories, it helps us to clarify what we should do to solve them. So in this video, you're gonna learn about two categories of pain, clean pain and dirty pain. And this is really important because when you can tell the difference, then you'll know what to do about it because the vast majority of pain is the type that we cause ourselves. That means that you can resolve the vast majority of the painful feelings that you have, and you can create a life filled with peace, hope, and happiness. I recently read this story about Rose at rewireme.com. She got a call from a friend who said, I need to talk to you about something, but she wouldn't tell Rose what it was about. So they made a plan to meet over coffee, but because of their schedules, they had to wait two weeks. So for two whole weeks, Rose worried about it. She wondered what her friend needed to talk to her about. She racked her brain. She wondered if she had offended her friend or if her daughter had done something to her friend's daughter. And Rose said, as time passed, all I thought about was what I might have done wrong. I played back every encounter we'd had over the past month to the point where I became so distraught with the idea of what I might have done that I was driving myself a little crazy. Rehearsing explanations for my phantom behavior was causing me such great distress that I finally called a mutual friend to see if I could find out what I had done. My friend assured me it had nothing to do with me, but I didn't believe her. When the coffee date finally arrived, my friend seemed nervous. She had a hard time getting the words out and apologized, saying this was very hard for her. She eventually blurted out, I'm getting a divorce. This was the moment that Rose's whole perspective shifted. She'd been assuming that this conversation was about her, but in that moment, all of her self-created fear, her worries, her sense of guilt, all of that fell away and she shifted to pure compassion. She, she felt sadness with her friend. Now, Rose didn't know it, but she was experiencing two types of pain here. The pain of her friend's divorce, and before that, her own self-inflicted pain, which was brought on by her anxious thinking. So let's take a look at these two different categories of pain Uh, that Rosa was experiencing and talk about their differences. I know pain is complex, but for our purposes, I'm gonna place pain into two categories. And for lack of a better word, I'm gonna call them clean pain and dirty pain. So clean pain is the beautiful and innate emotions that come from our experiences, from, from being alive. And these emotions can include joy and gratitude, wonder, hurt, grief, regret, sadness, etc. So think about this, like why do we listen to sad songs or or watch movies that make us cry or even scary movies that make us jump? We like to feel alive and, and to live with feeling. In Rose's story, when she felt sympathy with her friend, she hurt with her, but this is a clean, pure sadness that comes from compassion and it's part of being connected to people. On the other hand, dirty pain is the suffering that we create in our lives by our thoughts, our choices, and our actions. 
Often this pain is created by how we think and how we act. We feel bitter about missed opportunities, or we feel angry about perceived slights. In Rose's story, she created huge amounts of stress and pain when she spent two weeks assuming that this chat over coffee was about something she did wrong. Like Rose, we tend to spend so much of our time making ourselves suffer. And in this video, as well as throughout the rest of this course, you're going to learn about a bunch of ways that you may be creating your own suffering, of things that you're doing that are keeping you sick or hurting or angry. And this includes things like how we think about the world, blaming others, taking offense, holding grudges, taking things personally, right? Um, distorted thinking patterns, things like, oh, everything is awful, or everyone's out to get me, or taking things personally. Shaming ourselves for having emotions and, and trying to suppress our feelings, having a victim mindset, self-deception, avoiding our problems, comparison and competition with others, making bad choices, being reactive, or making choices that go against our values. And there's chronic stress, which is believing you're in danger when you're actually safe. And there's so many more, but there's a bunch of things that we do to create our own suffering. So does this idea that you're potentially causing a lot of your own pain, whether knowingly or unknowingly, does that make you feel empowered or discouraged? Now, this is really important to check your response. For many people with depression or anxiety, they create their own helplessness in one of two ways. They say, oh, this isn't fair. It's my genes. Why is everything out to get me? It's not my fault. Or on the other hand, they say, oh, everything is my fault. I'm a terrible person. Or maybe you do both of these things. Check yourself. When you learn what you're doing that makes it worse, you can then learn how to stop it. To be, to be clear, I am not saying that it's your fault that you experience depression or anxiety. But I am saying there's something you can do about it. And we all have a natural impulse to blind ourselves to our self-created suffering. We try to escape our responsibility for it. And sometimes that looks like wallowing in self-vindication. We want to believe that it's not our fault, that there's nothing we can do about it other than just, you know, feel bitter. These are two mental blocks that stop people from healing. It's blaming others or outside circumstances or blaming ourselves. We can't create change in our lives when we blame outside forces for everything. This is like saying, it's not my fault I'm depressed, it's my parents' fault, or I can't help it, or the world is such a terrible place and everyone is so horrible. They make me depressed. And we also can't create change when we blame ourselves for everything. So saying things like, everything is my fault, I'm a terrible person, you know, thinking this way is just beating yourself up. When you label yourself as broken, you block yourself from taking the small actions that actually lead toward healing your pain. Neither of these attitudes, which are, you know, believing that we're completely helpless or believing that it's all our fault, neither of these really help us take action. The reality is that we do contribute to our own suffering. Our actions, our thoughts, and our responses can greatly enlarge our pain. Blaming ourselves or others doesn't help us take any action to improve our situation. If we want to be able to take action to change our lives and suffer less, then we need to be able to know when our suffering is, in some part, caused by us, and when our pain is simply a natural and beautiful part of being alive. If we can distinguish between the two, then our choice of action becomes clear. So option A is dirty pain, right? I'm doing something to make my pain worse. 
so I'll work to change it. Option B is clean pain. This pain is a natural result of caring, so I'll continue to care. Now, of course, this is an oversimplification. There's times when we don't know if it's our fault or not. There are circumstances where it's 90% one way and 10% the other way. Or there's times where we feel like it's our fault and it really isn't. You know, and then there's other times where we're deceiving ourselves and I think it's not my fault or my responsibility, and it really is. So there probably should be an option C, which is something like, I'm not sure if there's something I'm doing to make this worse. So I'll keep doing my best to explore and to stay open to change while moving forward in my chosen path. I think the serenity prayer really illustrates this concept well. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. One of the best ways to let go of self-caused suffering is to let go of victimhood and blame and to take responsibility. I am 100% responsible for what I am responsible for. This is almost a radical responsibility. We, we create suffering when we either resist the truth of our own responsibility, it's not my fault, or we create suffering when we take responsibility for things outside of our control, like other people's choices or trying to make everyone around us happy or things like that, right? True accountability is letting go of trying to change the things that you are not responsible for. Stop putting all your energy into trying to change other people and put that energy into improving yourself. So here's an example of how you could apply the idea of clean pain, dirty pain. Mike's boss gave him a huge assignment at work. He tried to work hard on it, and some days he worked really hard, and other days he got overwhelmed. Some days he didn't focus very well. Some days he got distracted by social media. Um, sometimes he couldn't move forward because of the other members of the team hadn't finished the parts of their job yet, or he was waiting on a step in, in the supply chain. Now, Finally, the deadline came around and the assignment wasn't complete. Mike walked into his boss's office with a sinking feeling. His boss throws a fit, he gets all red in the face, he yells at Mike, he tells him he's a horrible worker and he ought to fire him. And, and Mike is super furious, right? He's ashamed, he's indignant, but on the surface he just submits. He nods his head, he promises to get it done as soon as possible. And when the tirade is over, he walks back to his office, he shuts the door and he wants to cry. He thinks, this is so unfair. This is his fault. The assignment was too big. He didn't give me enough time. Well, now he feels angry and like he's being mistreated. Then he starts listing in his head all the reasons why his boss is a terrible boss. And he starts remembering every little thing he ever did that bugged Mike. So now Mike is fuming, right? And then Mike starts to get mad at his coworkers. They're idiots. He thinks it's, it's their fault, not mine. If they had done their part, I wouldn't be here. So now Mike is feeling trapped and angry and helpless. Mike tries to get a little more work done that afternoon, but eventually the day ends and he leaves work feeling kind of shaky and tired. When he gets home, Mike slumps on the couch and he starts to think about all of his failures. What's the matter with me? Why can't I get anything right? He starts to compare himself with his brother and his coworkers who all seem to get the work done faster. I'm such a loser, he thinks. I hate my job, but I'm just no good. I can't find a better one. It's all my fault. Well, now he's feeling discouraged, depressed, and hopeless. He's upset because now he thinks the problem is this incurable personality trait. In this situation, Mike is creating some of his own pain. He's making himself angry by remembering all of his boss's faults. 
He's making himself feel helpless by blaming his co-workers. He probably makes himself feel guilty because he doesn't work as hard as he should. And then by using black and white thinking, saying, oh, I never get anything right, he makes himself feel hopeless. By comparing himself to others and putting himself down, he creates a sense of discouragement and depression. All of this would be considered dirty pain. Pain that Mike is creating by the way he is thinking or acting. And the great thing about this is that when you learn to think or act differently, you can make the vast majority of your pain go away. Let me give you an example of how this works. We often get all confused about our responsibility when we say things like, well, I did this because he did that. In order to give ourselves power to act and power to resolve our dirty emotions, we need to focus our efforts on exactly what we are in control of and, and let go of the rest. When we take full responsibility for 100% of the things that we are responsible for, it empowers us to free ourselves from the pain that we're creating in our lives. It, it can be hard to know how to do this, especially with really big, complicated problems. So doing the locus of control activity on paper can be really, really helpful with this. And you can find that in the next video in the full course. But for Mike, this might look like writing it down on paper, right? In this column, it says, I'm responsible for the skills I learn, how hard I work, whether I communicate assertively with my boss about the scope and timeline of this project. I'm responsible for how I choose to think about problems, where I choose to work. I can choose to have a growth mindset and learn from this experience. I'm not responsible for my boss's emotions, his assumptions, his reactivity. I'm not responsible for my coworkers and how fast they work. I can't control problems in the supply chain, but I am responsible to plan ahead and try to predict problems in the supply chain. When Mike takes the time to clarify responsibility, he can focus on his area of control. He can choose to think differently about this problem instead of exaggerating his own or others' weaknesses. He can just focus his energy on accepting what he can't change and changing what he can. When Mike takes the time to write all of this down, he realizes that he needs to have a conversation with his boss. He remembers the times his boss has helped him out, not just the times he's yelled. And Mike knows he needs to be assertive with his boss and tell him how much time he really needs for the project. He needs to talk to his boss about the obstacles that he's facing, and he needs to give a realistic timeline for when the work can be done. So he realizes that by thinking of himself as a complete failure, that that is black and white thinking, a cognitive distortion. And he replaces that with a little more balanced approach, saying something like, I've had some successes and some failures, but I can keep learning and growing. When Mike creates clarity about what pain he's causing himself and what he needs to let go of, Mike starts to feel a sense of hope and empowerment, and he knows what action to take. So this is the skill I call clean pain, dirty pain. The truth is that we create much of our own suffering, and this is awesome because if we can identify something we're doing to create our own suffering, then we can fix it. We can take action to resolve the problem and come to peace. When we can identify areas to change, we can turn our pain into peace. We can heal our hearts from anger, fear, and depression. This podcast was adapted from a YouTube video from my YouTube channel, Therapy in a Nutshell. So if you'd like to see more of my videos, check that out and go subscribe on YouTube. Also, you can sign up for my newsletter at www.therapynutshell.com. Thank you for listening and take care.